Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith. And I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. So tonight I want to talk to you about the part of Joseph's story called a na- the nature of a dream, the characteristics, the DNA of a dream, a God-given dream, and what it looks like, how to recognize it, and, and how to journey to it. I just love Joseph's story um, of his dream, and it actually, we, we learned how it took 17 years before the dream started to come to pass, but here we pick the story up 22 years later, when Joseph actually gets a chance to see his dream not just come true, but he starts to see his family come back around, the very family that rejected him. Some of you in here tonight, some, some of you listening online, you have been rejected by some people in your life, by some people that you've loved, your family, and you don't understand why. It doesn't make sense. It never did, never has. But here, Joseph has been in that same situation. He's went through a pit. He's been falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. And he's been in a prison. And each of those three brutal situations have taught Joseph a lesson. And I believe God used them to prepare him to do something so significant because this dream that God given wasn't really about people bowing down to him. It wasn't about that. It wasn't to fill his ego. It wasn't to make him um, happier about how strong or how powerful he was, but actually his power was found in the pit. His true power was found in the humility that he found when he was falsely accused and he could no longer find his identity and what people thought about him because the people that he loved the most rejected him. Some of you are struggling right now with your identity because the people that you want to love you don't. Because the people that you always desired to get their attention, that you always wanted them to like you, were the very people that... that that rejected you. And Joseph has been there too. You're in good company tonight. You're in good company. As you listen to this, you're in good company. 22 years later, Joseph experienced his dream. But it didn't look like how he might have perceived it when he was 17. Some of you have dreamed dreams. And the problem is when we dream dreams, there's a natural side to us that tries to infiltrate, tries to filter it the way we would like it to be, but little did Joseph know when people were bowing down to him, he would have to go through all kinds of humbling situations, which would help him to see what the dream really looked like. And when he got there, he would realize that God was doing something so much greater that would help so many more people than he ever thought that it could And so here, here we have a story where Joseph's been rejected by his family. He's been thrown into a pit. He's been accused by people in the wrong. He's been in a, in a jail. But, but as he went along that journey, I believe that he became more like his father, God. I believe he, 
became more like Jesus, I believe, on that journey, he began to mature. He began to die to the, to the fear of man. He began to come alive to the love of God. And as he finally got there, he, he finds himself in a scenario where the dream that he had in the prison that got him into a position of leadership that God had already intended for him to have. That's why he had the dream in the first place. And so all of these situations were just preparation because he was born to govern. He became the president or even the prime minister of, of the, the world as they knew it in that day. And so what had happened in, in the land was that there was famine, there was lack. And so Joseph's dreams actually provided a way that, that, that led Pharaoh to start to store up some of the food that they, 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 they had. And they started to put a portion of it away. The seed and the harvest and the corn was stored up. Why? Because Joseph's dreams had been proven to come true. And, and so Pharaoh started to trust Joseph because they, he realized that God had favor on his life to the point where he put him over all of the land. And so here we fast forward. Here we have it. Joseph's family are way, hundreds and thousands of miles away. And, and But what's going on in their life is they're experiencing the same famine in the land. And so they're desperate. See, see, some of you, you're looking for breakthrough, but it actually breakthrough won't come until you're desperate for it. Until... Sometimes you need a breakdown in your financial situation before you see provision another way. Until you find peace in your finances. Sometimes you need to lose some people in your life before you start appreciating what you actually had so that the next time you don't mess it up. And so here they are. They send Jacob, the father, Joseph's father, sends the ten brothers to Egypt to go and see if they can source the food, if they would be allowed to get someone. And there Joseph is sitting here waiting, and, and he can't believe his eyes. He starts to weep, the Bible says, when he sees his brothers. And, and he weeps so loud they could hear him from, from, from a far-off distance because Joseph can't believe that, oh, my word, my family have come. And so before we go any further into this story, I, I want to to press in to why dream. Why does God give us dreams? What is the nature of a dream? What's the characteristic? What's the DNA? What's the point? Number one, they awaken us. They awaken us to who we really are. They awaken us to who we really are. God has called us all to be somebody and to do something. And, and, and so God wants to awaken just who we are. And the problem in life is it's so easy. What we, we've talked about the last few weeks is to have a broken dream or a sick dream. Well, what, what do you mean, Phil? Well, well, a sick dream or a broken dream is a dream that you've dreamt up in your own natural ability. God is not involved really in this dream. It's you trying to do life your own way without God. And, and the problem is a lot of these dreams, what they look like, it looks like you achieving more power you achieving more possession, you achieving more provision. It might look like a bigger car. It might look like a better house. It might look like a higher position in your job. And, and if this is a foundational dream for your life, 
or you want your family to look better than the family next door. You want a picture of your family and everybody's smiling, this fantasy, this idea, but it's not real. But, but where those foundational dreams which are unhealthy for us come from is really, we want, why, why do you want more money? Who are you trying to press? Do you honestly think if you have enough money, you'll be happy? And that's when we come into the mindset, if I could just get 20 grand a year, I'll be rich, I'll, I'll, have, enough, I'll, have, a, I'll have enough to survive. And then we get there. What happens when we get there is that 20 grand is not enough to keep us happy. So, so we start to dream for more. If I could have 25, and then it becomes if I could have 30, and then you get there, and then when we get to 30, if we ever do that, then we want 35 and 40 and 45 and 50. And what we begin to realize, if you've actually contemplated, is it's never enough. It's never enough. No matter how high a position you get in the company, it's never enough. You will always want more. Why? Because the dream that you have for your life, it's broken. It's not whole. It's not fulfilling you the way you thought it might. And that's why when we get a God dream, it awakens us to who we truly are. Number two, it aligns us with the people of the same dream. That's why Joseph had to disconnect from his family for a season to go and reconnect with some like-minded people like Pharaoh. His dream brought him in touch with Pharaoh. The, the gifts and the abilities and the favor on his life brought him in line with his dream. Some of you, you might have to let go of some old friends for a season or maybe for good because God's got great plans for you. And there's just one of those things some people have to get off the bus. The bus stops and some people have got to get off You've got to trust God with, her, with your future. Three, to attract us to people and places where God wants us to, to go. Some, some of us, uh, God wants us to move and be a missionary in a different land. And you can't hold on to comfort. You can't hold on if you want to fulfill the dreams, the things that just really truly bring you to life. You know, I, I know when I was 16, 17, I had a dream, and honestly, it was, to, it was to see a church like this. We're living in the dream that I believe God gave me, and it's taken the guts of 17, 18 years to get where we are today, but God was always doing a work. God was always, always piecing the puzzle together. God was always bringing me through pits and, and perceived prisons in my head and situations where I felt trapped, and, 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 and I went through the false accusations and I made the mistakes, and, and I've learned some lessons along the way, and I'm still learning. But, but, but one thing I can tell you is that the dream, the strength of the dream that resided in my heart was so strong that, that as long as I stayed in relationship with God, as long as I stayed in faith and had a perspective of faith, that, then everything that came my way, I went through the filter of faith, and I never gave up because the Bible says that the, the promises, promises of God come to us through faith and patience. And so God, God's timing is always perfect. Now I'm starting to see God do something greater than I've ever seen him do before. I'm just as excited as I've ever been, more excited 
Because a dream is a part of who you are. God's got a dream for your life, something that makes you get on your tippy toes, something that gets you excited, something that you'll stay awake at bed, uh, in bed at night for, something that you'll pray for. And the desire never leaves you. And see, this is what I love about a dream. Uh, Jimmy Evans said this, a dream is an assault on a dark mind. You see, a dream will get you through all kinds of dark pits, dark situations, brokenness. If you've got a dream, there's a light at the end of every tunnel. If you've got a dream. But you can't dream a God dream until you experience God's light. And that light is love. And that light is acceptance. And that, that light is knowing that God is for you and not against you. That light is being in relationship, not just going to church, not just going through the rituals, not just going through the motions. It's, it's entering into relationship. Is anyone with me? So let's go through this scripture real quick. It says in Genesis 45, we're going to pick it up. It says, Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out, have everyone leave my presence. So his family have just came and he, he's just overwhelmed. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him. And Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified in his presence. I'm sure they were thinking, is he going to get us back? We've been caught. That's us. We're done. He, he, they knew what they deserved. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I'm your brother Joseph, the one who you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here. That's crazy. Why would he say, why would he say this? Because it was to save the lives that God sent me ahead of you for two years now. There have been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing and no reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant of the earth to save your lives by a great deliverance. See, Joseph is a type and shadow of Jesus. Joseph was sent ahead to save the lives of his family and thousands of others. But he had to go through some suffering. He had to go through some discomfort, but in the end, the dream came to pass, and he had the biggest privilege of his life of providing a way out of death for the people that he loved the most. He also was, his dream allowed him because his trust started to not be on the external things of this world and happenings and situations. His trust started to be in God as he went through trials and discomforts. They actually helped him to, to lean on God, not on people. And it actually shifted his perspective to the point where he took the expectation off of people pleasing him, off of, off of people loving him and being perfect to him. And he started to realize that God is the only person the only being that can give me perfect love. And so he was able to forgive a lot quicker. Who of you tonight, today, anyone listening online, 
who needs to. Stop putting your expectation on people. Stop putting it so high that they could, they're just always going to fail you and, and maybe start trusting and putting your trust in God. And so what, what I love about this story is one of the first points that we can learn from the nature of a dream is that first and foremost that God's dreams rest not on, on the sovereignty of man but on the sovereignty of God. God's dreams rest upon God's sovereignty. That means that no matter what, if you stay in faith, no matter if you're in a pit, no matter if people are looking down upon you for a season, no matter if you get rejected, no matter if you, you're, you're stuck in a pit in a prison, God's sovereignty always remains. That God actually uses those situations to redirect you. Rege- rejection is often just re- redirection. God uses all things together for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. I love faith sees forward what is understood backwards. Can you picture Joseph looking back at all those scenarios? And in those scenarios, he probably thought, man, this this problem is massive. This situation is a disaster. It's so bad. It's so big and it's so bad. And God is so small right now as I stand in this pit. But, But I guarantee as he looked, as he was walking in his dream, as he looked back at the provision and, and, and how he got through those things and how it actually led him to this place in Egypt to where he seen the dream that he had at 17 come to pass. I guarantee you he was no longer seeing a, a, a small God and a big problem. I guarantee he was seeing a, a big God and a small problem. And so his, his journey of, of suffering, of hardship actually was used to prepare him. Number two, they redeem our past sufferings and mistakes. A lot of you think that because of uh, your mistakes and the things that you got wrong and your lack of wisdom that you're disqualified. But I would argue that actually what what was seen to disqualify Joseph was the very thing that qualified him. Think about it. What did Joseph feel as he walked through the pits, as he walked through uh, the prisons of life as he wa- walked through false accusations and even real accusations, what did that qualify him in, in, in being powerless and vulnerable? He was in a situation where he sensed and felt powerless and vulnerable. But guess, Joseph is now past that, but guess who's now powerless and vulnerable? His family. Thousands of people are in need and they're they're powerless and vulnerable but because Joseph pressed through the storms of life because Joseph kept the faith and was patient because if Joseph kept showing up some of you need to keep showing up to your family just keep showing up to your wife or your husband keep showing up to your friends even though it's hard and it's awkward keep showing up to church keep showing up to the group even though someone annoyed you keep showing up Because when you keep showing up, God can use you. God can intervene. God can help you get through that suffering, that hardship, that that, that, that awkwardness that you're experiencing right now. And that's where he qualifies you. And, And he doesn't just qualify you for that moment, but he qualifies you for people. Because now Joseph has got a situation with some people in famine, in need, and he's now the provider to people who are powerless and vulnerable. 
Some of us know the story where his family are now in tragedy and he's deliverer. He's Joseph the deliverer, not just the dreamer, but he's now the deliverer. I love the scripture in, in, in 2 Corinthians 1, verses 3 to 5. It says, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. You see, some of us, we wouldn't have had the empathy that we have for people who are, have anxiety problems now if we hadn't experienced anxiety from ourselves. Some of us have experienced awful divorces and awful relationships, but we wouldn't have the empathy and the desire to help those going through the same if we hadn't been through it. Some of us feel so awkward coming into church by ourselves, but because now we've experienced that, we can help those coming in in the same situation. That's why you need to get on the welcome team because you know what it is to be welcomed. You know the importance and, and you know the details of what matters to someone in that position. God actually uses what you think has disqualified you to qualify you. And, and lastly, they realize the full potential of their gifts and abilities. Their gifts and abilities. A dream will always use your gifts and abilities to their maximum capacity. Whether you're a sports athlete, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a shop assistant, whether you're a student, whether you're a mother or a father, I don't know what your job is tonight, but God has designed you to use the gifts and talents and abilities that are in you to the maximum capacity. You see, dream isn't just this, this bubble in the air that we see in the cartoons. A dream is literally just what God, God knows your language. It could be a sense, it could be a feeling, it could be a deep desire of doing something with your life. It could be a deep desire to help certain people. or, or I don't know what that is for you, but a dream is sometimes a picture that you see in the future. But a, a God dream always involves helping people. So before we, we finish and the band come ahead on up, here's uh, seven things just to take a note of. What, what you should do in regards to a dream. Number one, request the dream from the Lord. Number two, receive the dream by faith. Number three, record it. Talk about it, but don't do what Joseph done. Don't just talk to anyone. Talk to some people that trust you, that are for you, that aren't jealous of you. Four, rest in the sovereignty of God. Stop trying to force the dream. Stop trying to work it out. Stop trying to uh, do it your way. That's when you get into trouble. Relate, get other people around you, other dreamers who, who um, have the same kinds of dreams. Connect with those kind of people. Six, respond to God's guidance one step at a time. And lastly, do not give up. Do not give up. Keep showing up. No matter how you feel, no matter what it looks like, if you're in a pit, 
being accused wrongly, just keep showing up. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now. And we'll see you next time on the Ariat Church Podcast.